Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Or Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. whoever you praise CSU has finally beaten a division one opponent it took 363 days but the Rams have finally snapped that 10 game losing skid against FBS opponents CSU beats New Mexico 35 21 at dream style stadium Friday night really weird game (laughs) just a really really weird game the Rams looked I mean, not, like, awful. They really moved the football well in the first half, but just, like, the same stuff that's been plaguing them all year. Penalties, you know, failure to score in the red zone, failure to capitalize on opportunities that were given to them. It looked like the Lobos might actually win this game for a while, honestly. The Rams actually were able to take a lead right before halftime, thanks in part to some really weird decisions from Bob Davey. Calls a timeout when CSU was definitely content with just running the clock out. The Lobos proceed to get three pass interference calls. Even so, like even with all this gift, CSU finds a way to make it way harder on themselves. Uh, almost get stuffed at the goal line again. It, it would have felt like just like deja vu for this team. Really, it kind of did. When Marvin Kinsey fumbled in the in the second quarter, he fumbled, and you know the it resulted in a it resulted in a turnover. It ends a sixteen play drive. Just so much up and down with this team. That's really like I think if you're a CSU fan, that's probably what's making you pull your hair out the most, aside from the losing, of course. But just so weird. Like CSU tried really hard 
to you know keep New Mexico in this game with just a lot of unforced errors a lot of really really just odd plays I don't the second quarter in particular was just so so weird this game in general just I mean it was everything that you would expect from two bottom 25 programs but if you're if you're a CSU fan you can't ever apologize for a win but at the same time I think you have to recognize that you know you're probably pretty fortunate that you were playing New Mexico in this game the Lobos didn't take advantage of literally anything that CSU did wrong I think if you're playing any kind of a legitimate opponent this outcome is probably different at the very least it's it it's not a 14 point game but hey you get the win you extend the streak to 10 games over the lobos as i said before that's impressive i know we got some snarky comments you know about how bad the lobos are and i get it they 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 looked really bad tonight especially on defense they had no answers for what csu was trying to do in the passing game. Patrick O'Brien, 25 of 34, really efficient efficient outing, 73.5% completion percentage, threw for 420 yards, 420, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, three touchdowns, one of which was an 87-yarder to Warren Jackson, who was phenomenal tonight. I mean, it was so good to see Warren back in the lineup. You were able to see exactly why CSU why they need him. I mean, he had nine catches, 214 yards, 23.8 yards uh, per reception tonight, two scores, just so clutch. I mean, as I wrote kind of in my post-game recap, one of the things that I talked about was just that, you know, the numbers are obviously cool. I mean, he put up gaudy numbers. That's great. But more important than the stats themselves was just the timing and his ability to keep drives alive he had five catches in the first half. Four of them went for first downs. One of them went for a touchdown. I think of his nine receptions, something like seven of them went for first downs. Uh, might have been uh, six or seven. But regardless, you get the point. Just just a really solid showing from Warren Jackson. Having him on the field, it opens up the entire offense. It takes pressure off Dante Wright. He had another good game, was able to contribute both as a rusher and a receiver, 105 receiving yards, 64 receiving yards. Just the versatility that this kid brings to the offense is, it's it's such a bright spot. I mean, I know everything else about this season has been really frustrating, but he's really exciting and he continues to make plays. I know he had a fumble in this game on that on the deep throw early in the game, but I contend that his knee was down. I don't really understand how you go to replay and can't see that. I imagine it's more of a, you know, you don't have enough evidence to overturn it, but I don't know how you don't call that down in the first place. So the official was right there, but you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a banner night for officiating. It rarely is in the mountain West. I don't really think it was anything out of the ordinary or anything like that, but there were just a lot of really, really blown calls a couple of times, some really egregious pass interferences where, you had like a, a sideline judge right there and he just overlooks it. So very weird, but I mean, everything about this game was weird. You know, Marvin Kinsey fumbles again. He has seven this season. CSU leads the nation with 12 
lost fumbles this year. That's that's insane. I I don't remember any year ever where a CSU team just struggled to hold on to the football so much. I mean, it was a joke, but I posted on Twitter that Mike Bobo probably wants to be like Tim McGraw on Friday Night Lights and tape the football to his hands and try and punch it out because Marvin just continually has these ball security issues. But yet again, I mean, you see like why you need him in the offense. He still was really the only productive running back. It helped that you were able to get some rushing yards out of Dante Wright with some jet sweeps. But yeah, it's just such an odd predicament. I think we're going to have Kyle Bell, legendary CSU running back on the podcast later this week. Really looking forward to it. And we're gonna. I'm going to ask him for his perspective on it because I don't know what you do in a situation like this because Marvin is clearly their best playmaker in the backfield. He runs the hardest. He seems to be the only guy that can consistently get upfield and really just, you know, get first downs, keep drives alive. But these fumbles are just so brutal. I mean, the fumble tonight means that you don't score after driving all the way down the field, 16-play drive. Really looks like you're cooking there. Probably take, really, you can probably take the game there at that point. Just steal the momentum. Albuquerque, I don't know why I called them that. UNM, they're not built to play from behind, as we saw. Like, when they have to be a passing offense, they're not effective. And I think it's just a matter of Marvin trying to do too much or, I don't, maybe just not thinking. I mean, the TV announcers pointed out that the football was not tight at all he was running with it way too loose and it's just been a common theme throughout his career I mean it's it's just always something with that guy I I don't really get it I mean he has all the athleticism in the world really a, a good running back knows what he's doing out there in terms of you know reading a defense and reading his blocks and and making plays but just just senseless stuff like this, man. It's just, it's frustrating. And I don't know what you do because the freshmen have not been effective. Marcus McElroy really continues to struggle. I mean, in his defense, he doesn't get a ton of consistent looks, like getting forced to go into the game in the second quarter after not having a carry isn't exactly an ideal situation. But, you know, then again, there's just an argument that you have to make plays when it's when it's your opportunity to make plays, and he really hasn't done that at all this season. So, yeah, I don't know what you do with that. We're going to talk to Kyle Bell. We'll hear more from Mike Bobo on it on Monday, I'm sure. You know, it's going to be something that they have to address because seven turnovers is, it's crazy. Seven fumbles in one season? You could go three seasons and not have seven lost fumbles. So... Yeah, I don't know what you do. It's it's just a weird year. The Rams are in such a such an odd position. I mean, thank goodness they had Warren Jackson out there tonight because if they didn't have Warren, that's probably another loss. I I just don't really know what else to say. Kudos to the defense for stepping up in the second half. Nothing about this New Mexico team impresses me, not their offense, not their defense, not their special teams. Not their stadium, not their coaches, not anything, but the defense did step up when it mattered most, forcing turnovers on each of New Mexico's final three possessions. They seal the deal, help CSU extend their winning streak over the Lobos to 10 games. I still can't get over that. Just a 10-game winning streak over one opponent. 
I know the Lobos are terrible at football, but it's just crazy. Just the sheer obscurity of it to to have it happen over and over again. A lot of these games have been really tight. So just like statistically to have it fall CSU's way 10 times in a row really is an anomaly. And it's something that you should appreciate if you're a Rams fan. I know this season is frustrating. Two and five, not where you want to be. Technically a bowl is still possible. You could rattle off a bunch of late wins here if they did that would be somewhat of a of a miracle honestly just given how difficult the schedule is going to be but hey a win's a win you got to enjoy them when they come I think that's a big part of just being a fan I know it's frustrating I know everyone wants to look at everything logically and I get it this season has not been good enough the last couple years have not been good enough and it's gonna they're gonna be some tough decisions by the admin to be made at the end of the season We'll see what ends up resulting from all that. But at this point, you got to take the win. You got to appreciate Warren's performance. You got to just look at the bright spots when you can. Andre Neal, a couple of interceptions in the last two weeks. It's really been cool just to see him. He's a really, really cool dude. Has been through so much uh, in and out of football multiple times. Multiple JUCOs just getting here. Only had one year of eligibility left, but just wanted a chance, and, you know, he got it, and he's making the most of it, so really cool to see him perform. That's what you're looking for when you are when you bring in a Juco guy. Also, good to see Keevan Bailey out there. He made his first career start tonight. He has a very bright future. I know people are worried about Rashad Ajayi's play, but he's been battling a hip injury for most of the season. I'm not really worried about him in the long term, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Gonna Going to uh, get to some of your comments. I appreciate everyone that tweeted at us uh, when we come back. But real quick, just wanted to take a second to shout out our sponsor, Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Breck recently collaborated with Colorado's own Talbot Cider Company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass. Brewed with 49% unprocessed apple cider from the fabled Palisade Grand Valley produce region, Colorado Core has the crisp tart taste of apples with a clean bone dry finish. Crafted to reduce gluten free so you won't feel guilty for reaching for a round or two, this crowd pleaser will be popular at your barbecue, family functions, whatever you're doing. Check it out at your local liquor store or visit Breckenridge Brewery and taste their delicious new creation, Colorado Core. All right, we're going to get to some of your comments now. Thank you to everyone that replied to the tweet. If you're not following us on Twitter, do so at dnvr underscore rams. That's dnvr underscore rams. Had a few people tweet at us tonight. Want to try and get to as many of them as possible. Apologize if we miss yours. It's nothing personal. Uh, just probably oversight on on my behalf. So, starting with uh, Dominator at Digalina Four says a conference win is a conference win. I guess. Hey, that's fair. I mean, as I said before. This New Mexico team, they're awful. They're absolutely awful. Certainly nothing to brag about. But, you know, kind of like what I also what I said before, a win is a win. You kind of just have to enjoy the good moments when they come. 
Because if not, what else is the point? Like, why are you watching this team week after week if you're not going to at least enjoy this win? I mean, isn't that kind of the whole point? Plus, I mean, CU's losing by 40 on the road tonight. It's a good night to be a CSU Rams fan, so soak it in. That That's my advice to everyone. Just soak it in. Enjoy the good when it comes. That's the best way to live life. <laughs> uh, Riley at Arazi underscore 92. What's with Marcus McElroy? I love watching Kinsey play, but it's mind-blowing how much he plays with his fumble issue. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what we said before, too. Just it's a it's a weird predicament for the coaching staff to be in right now. You you want to play Marvin because he's your best playmaker, and clearly they feel like they have no other options, considering they went right back to him in the second quarter, even after he fumbled. I think Marcus got like three carries before Marvin got another one. So I mean, they'll pull him and they'll make him think about it, but they just don't seem to trust the other guys. I don't know if Marcus is still plagued by his injury, but a lot of what Bobo has said is that he needs to learn to just get upfield more. He he tries to go outside far too frequently, needs to learn to just kind of put his foot down, get upfield, follow his blocks, maybe run a little bit more physical. We'll see, though. He's He's a guy who I had a lot of high hopes for when – CSU signed him. I still think he has great potential. He's a hard worker. Uh, obviously, has, has you know great, has a great size. But we'll see. We'll see if if he's able to work his way into the offense a little bit more. Heather Pelton at H Pelt three. Can we play UNM every week? If only. No. I mean, that that was not a fun football game to watch they're they're really just a bad program it's a bummer to see the stands so empty I do hope that they get a new head coach in there next year just to kind of get some fresh blood in there and maybe revive the program because it's Albuquerque is a, a little bit of a underrated town in my opinion and that's coming from someone who's had his vehicle broken into uh in Albuquerque so you can you can take you can take my word at face value there. Andrew Mason at Mace Denver, uh, the gold ram horns he meant the green on the white helmet looked fabulous. CSU football should wear a uniform with ram horns on the helmet. Even when CSU loses, it looks like a winner with ram horns. Mace is a big fan of the traditional CSU green and gold look with the classic horns but he just likes the horn look on the helmet in general apparently the the white helmets won him over a little bit in the end all that he cares about is not wearing the homecoming design last week didn't like those so our broncos writer legendary digital media guy andrew mason appreciates the the horn helmets what do you guys think about that i'll be curious to see Mike Flick, O'Brien looked better than past games. Team was too sloppy to win against a better opponent. You should have me on the pod. Not now. I've been drinking. Mike, if you ever want to come on the pod, we can make that happen. Um, O'Brien did look better than he has in past games. I thought he was a lot more accurate with the football. Displayed great touch on multiple plays. I mean, both of those touchdown throws to Warren were money, both over DBs. And he put the football in, you know, a position where only his guy can get it. And that's what you need. I do think having uh, 
Warren back out there was a big factor, but Patrick looked a lot better. I think at this point he's probably cemented himself as the starting quarterback for the rest of the season unless he you know, unless he really, really struggles or I don't know, maybe Bobo gives Justice some playing time just not out of pity, but just out of respect for the fact that he's stuck around and been a good teammate and a good just team guy through all of this. That's really all you can say, but nice showing from Patrick. He definitely looked a lot better, but obviously this Lobos team sucks, so kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. Brian Walters at Rush Runner, time to sit Kinsey for a week. There was some slot, but the Rams didn't unravel down the stretch. Both sides of the ball did what they needed. O'Brien won't get away with some of those throws versus better teams. Warren Jackson is a man amongst boys. You know, that's a good point. Kind of what I said before with UNM not being a good defense. Some of those windows are going to be a lot tighter against secondaries with DBs that can break on the ball better. I mean, (laughs) there were points where... It was just clear that Warren was superior than the talent on UNM's defense. They just they couldn't match up with him. They didn't have an answer for him, and that's not unique. I mean, Warren, in the couple times he's played in SEC stadiums, has gone down and scored touchdowns. So it's not like it's not like the Lobos should feel awful about that. I mean, they should feel awful about their poor play all season. But getting torched by Warren is it's nothing it's nothing unique. He was featured on Mossed Up once, so he's a stud. He's really good. <laughs> That's all I have to say about Warren. Uh Nick Patinod at Nick Pat four eight. Even after winning, it's hard to be excited. Another sloppy game with some with more of the same. Turnovers, undisciplined play, tons of missed opportunities. Can never complain about a W, just hard to get amped when every W is sandwiched between a bunch of L's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It's It's been an absolutely brutal year for CSU. New Mexico is nothing to brag home about, but win's a win. That's that's really all you can say. I think you got to take it for what it is. It's, it's a win, and it, it snaps the losing streak. If nothing else, you don't go a full calendar year without beating a Division I team. Losing 10, or 10 in a row is bad enough, but actually going over an entire year without beating a team would have just been, it just would have been really embarrassing. It would have been a, a pretty pretty low moment for the program, which has had some low moments over the last couple of years, but we'll see what happens as the season progresses. Great showing from Patrick O'Brien. Thank you to everyone that tweeted at us. As I said before, if you know, if I didn't read your tweet, it wasn't anything personal or anything like that. But I hope everyone had a safe night and watching the game. Joked that if you were playing a drinking game that involved officials' reviews, you should drink some water. <laughs> there were so many reviews tonight. I mean, this game was so slow, just the pace of it. College football has to figure that out. I love college football. excuse me, just sneeze there, but college football, they have to figure out what to do about the pace of play. I mean, it's already slow with the clock stoppages on first down and stuff like that, but when you have five-minute reviews every 40 minutes, it doesn't help. 
it's just it's too slow and it, it hurts attendance and it hurts interest and even people that love the game get frustrated by it so i just i would like to see some type of change in the, in the next couple of years that speeds the pace of play up personally i think they need to eliminate the clock stopping on first down i think i know it creates for some drama at the end of games at times but personally i think it's time to go to just go to the nfl format i think the clock stoppage on first down is a little bit high school and a little bit amateur i mean i know it is amateur football but this is d1 it's big time i think if you could you know even if you're only cutting off 30 minutes that's still 30 minutes faster so we'll see what happens Got a bye week coming up next week, so we'll we'll still be covering CSU football, still at practice, talking about what the Rams need to do as they prepare for Fresno State, but we'll also have some basketball coverage, trying to focus in a little bit of the other sports as well. CSU volleyball obviously dominating. CSU soccer already has a program record for wins in a season, so Lots of cool stuff happening for Collins. It's a good night to be a Rams fan. It's a good time to rep the green and gold. Shout out to everyone that subscribes. Shout out to everyone that listens to this podcast. It's a little bit late, and my thoughts were a little bit sporadic on this one. <laughs> so I do apologize if it jumped around a little bit. But hey, it's, you know, 11. Well, now it's like, yeah, past 11 now. And I'm a little bit tired, so... Thank you to everybody that listened. Good night to be a CSU Ram. Have a good night, everyone. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCR He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like